out of Austin, Texas. You're listening to the Unsanctioned Citizen Podcast. Here's your host, Sheila Dean. Woo-hoo! Day 18 of 100 Days of Colin. They're just edging down, clipping away one at a time. So it seems so that the... Uh, that the new proprietor at Twitter is one Elon Musk. So he's given no quarter to censors. So I'm kind of curious about the whole censorship regime. I just wanted to drop in a quick line about Austin book banners. Um, which has nothing to do with AI or the tech roundup, but it is incidental that it was reported on televised news here locally that there's been this savage move to ban books and not include the public in local local uh, inquiry. Like, they had a meeting about it, and then they banned a bunch of books, removed them right from the shelves, didn't tell anybody, didn't consult the public, Nothing. So, uh, that is very curious. So, back to the uh, matter at hand. Mr. Uh, Elon Musk now owns the Twitter. So, I went to Bloomberg today to look at a quantum computing piece. You know, Chicago bets on quantum tech is the next big thing for the computer. And, like, by the side there, there's, like, five articles most read, and they are 100% about this this turnover. Tesla engineers visit Twitter office to review code for Musk. Musk takes Twitter helm and acts sweeping change as deal closes. Twitter CEO among top executives departing as Musk takes over. That's going to be one to look at. Musk Twitter roils with hate speech as trolls test new limits. Boy, that's going to be interesting. Uh, Elon Musk could end Twitter bans on these seven accounts. Let's go there, just out of curiosity. So, Trump, Bannon, Marjorie Taylor Greene, and others have been permanently blocked. He plans to end the platform's lifetime ban policy. Amen to that. Now that Elon Musk has taken over Twitter Incorporated, users are, are waiting to see if the billionaire's distaste for lifetime bans mean that high-profile personalities who were blocked from the site will be allowed back on. We, personally, are campaigning for two accounts, Naomi Wolf and that of the Babylon Bee. But uh, there is a tweet that was featured this morning that, uh, that Elon Musk said comedy is now legal on Twitter. So that's a paraphrase, of course. Um, but now we can go back to, to open face debate and why open face debate is going to be really important with Elon Musk is because Neuralink is going to demo their show and tell of their, uh, brain to brain barrier technology in a month. Okay. So he has to have an open debate with people on Twitter in the tech community. And that's, that's important. So I'm just going to read this, this article. 
Neuralink's show and tell delayed by one month, Elon Musk says. So this guy owns Twitter now, and he now controls the public debate on his own brain barrier technology. Now I don't I don't feel as bad about it, um, but you know just understand that you know if you say something he may not like, this is going to be a test for him, and it's going to be a test for other people, uh, people who are pro privacy, pro integral privacy. They want to protect bodily privacy. Are going to get in there and they're going to forge a challenge. You know, you can be seen as a weak actor if you're not online. But the thing is, is that the people who give a crap about this, and I know, I realize I'm on an app right now. I realize that I'm, I'm taking this to the the online forums, and you know, I'm not the uh, strongest social media player in the entire universe, but. The people who actually give a damn about this issue are not going to use those vectors anyway. So, you know, they they black bag their phones. They go into the woods and have hidden occult meetings to discuss the trans transcendency movement regarding technology. Yeah, because there's no tech, no tech there. Isn't they're not luddites. They're just people who don't trust invasive use of transhumanist technology and you, you just got to understand that um, and keeping a hard watch on those people doesn't you know a lot of them are veterans and people who've been pooped out of the uh, the clandestine state so they know what it can do so if they're spied upon they've got kind of a, a little bit of a thick skin or a shell so you can't really offend them readily but it doesn't stop them from producing dissent to making reasonable arguments against the uh, the use of government-funded technology to invade the body. So that's really where the war is going to be, if there is one. No quarter. No quarter. And we can't allow privatized government corporations like let's just say those who are getting a shit ton of funding for making chip technologies here in the United States with their newfound largesse that was just rocketed through Congress this last spring um, into the summer into the summer they passed a ton of money so that we would essentially subsidize the American microchip field here in the U.S., um, you know, and the, you know, rightfully taking some of that piece away from Taiwan, which they should have done anyway. They should have done anyway. Should they have dumped as much money into it the way they did it? No. Uh, but, you know, my disagreement wasn't wasn't regarded. Of course, these, these are people who are going to spend my money however they like anyway. But registering... Registering my dissent is more important now than if I didn't do it. Okay, that's that's what I I did what I could do. Maybe it didn't stop them from spending my money, but I did what I intended to do and did what I could do in that sense. After that, I have to just go to these private meetings and tell them like, "Listen, you know, I'm still a public constituent and I don't want you using this to produce technology that's going to invade my body. If, in fact, 
Tesla CEO Elon Musk brings his money from the U.S. government, I am going to have a voice. Ooh, you licked government money, Tesla Elon Musk. I'm going to get to tell you what to do with that money. And I will stand on it and I will bark on a damn soapbox because you're using my money to fund your tech. If that's happening, if he's not self-funding it with his own bankroll or some other VC capital firm that is non-government touched, if he is using one, like two pennies, two pennies of public money to fund Neuralink, I am going to have a voice in what happens. And so are you. So let me just move on. So, yes, Tesla code must Twitter royals with hate speech as trolls test new limits. Trolls. Troll public. Let me just invite some people. I didn't do that yet. Welcome to the Unsanctioned Citizen Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Must Twitter royals with hate speech as trolls test new limits. Are you sure it's hate speech? Are you sure? Okay, so in the week of Elon Musk buying Twitter Incorporated, which was like yesterday, a tide of slurs and racist memes swelled on the platform, sparking concern that the site is entering a new era of hateful speech. I'm like, I don't think so. If people would be hateful anyway. They're just, they're just not. And what is, what is racist? Does Davy Alba actually is he like an anti-racist guy? Because if he is, then you know this has no meaning. Um, so when Bloomberg says anti-racist or things are racist, they're in, they're kind of woke. I don't necessarily believe that editorial. Twitter has long wrestled with how to enforce content policies fairly on its platform in order to, to appease advertisers, users, and powerful world leaders in its use of service or its service. You know what? I'm sure that me being an American and me being something other than Muslim makes me a complete and utter infidel and that the theocracy of Iran finds me indisputably unfit for speech because I am a woman and and an American and an infidel so they would lobby immediately for an Iranian government that I should not have a voice on Twitter I'm sure that's happened that not me personally, but just the column of people that happen to be like me would not have a voice on Twitter. That is a government, and the American government is also a government. And what has happened at Twitter is that there is an argument between these governments over who shall dominate the speech interests at Twitter. And what has been happening, unfortunately, is that we had Agarwal and these other... dearly departed Twitter uh, helms, top executives that who are no longer with us at Twitter, they're bye-bye. That would be Parag Agawal and Vijaya Gada. Gadi, I think that's her name. Um, I probably screwed that up, but I don't care. They're gone. Because they were the popo of American speech. And they don't have American interest in mind. They have BRICS interest in mind. Their whole job is to appease Modi and the the APAC triangle of interests that are controlling the data flows that, that feed them in those countries. 
and, that, and I'll just explain it again what BRICS is, is BRICS is Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. I mean, you know, well, Musk is is an American person. He is an American South African. So I, it doesn't escape me that he could still be uh, a player in the BRICS triangle. He's got Chinese interests. He's got a lot of uh, tethers into Chinese business. Um, but of course, you know, nobody's being as critical with Chinese businessmen uh, inside of government as they should be. You know, we've got we've got a U.S. president who's managed to evade all ethics inquiries up until this point. Hopefully, if there's a change of the guard, which you know there will be, it, it's looking pretty strong that there's going to be an anti-Biden change of the guard. Does that mean that they're necessarily going to perform towards the interest of of U.S. sovereignty with with China? We wait to see, because in the last two weeks, I've been asked several times by my own congressman to to feed Mike Lee's campaign. Now, Mike Lee passed some in, some information in the form of a legislation that was signed that would allow China to come here and buy land, essentially. Okay, since that's happened, they've taken up near Air Force bases, and everybody's, like, shocked. They're pointing at it. Chip Roy was pointing at it. Other people were pointing at it, going, look at this travesty. It's awful. And I'm like, this bill was voted upon unanimously. Unanimously. Okay, and because their get-up, stand-up just kind of walked off with Chinese PAC money, I think it remains to be seen if anyone has the stones to get up and say something and do something more importantly about that. Okay, I am waiting for the people who are employed by the United States government who happen to be representing the people to do something about Chinese monopoly interests, Huawei interests, you know, the increasingly invasive university student visas, all of those things are still happening. You know, there was a spy in residence, PRC spy in residence at Twitter, haven't heard anything about them being displaced or fired. Mudzako was there over a month ago testifying before Congress is the Indian spy gone is the Chinese spy gone we don't know I, I've asked and I, in fact I got up at 6 o'clock in the morning day before yesterday when I had that giant psychic feeling without confirmation that, that Elon Musk was going to buy this he was going to buy Twitter that giant gut feeling that said, listen, you need to ask about this. And that was what I, I, I got up at 6 o'clock in the morning, I remember. I fed the cats, and then I got on Twitter, and I asked Elon Musk if he'd fired those people. Because I knew he was going to fire the other people. You know, the, the Parag Agarwal, and all the, all the sensor helms. But did he fire those people? Is he making Twitter more security-oriented towards, you know, user interests? Not just U.S. interests, but user interests all users will will the security the basic standardized security conventions that are available maybe on other platforms are, are they available here so uh, those questions remain needing to be answered 
you know, and I could yell about this in the wood all day, but you know, I'm I'm telling you, you get the benefit of of me telling you. Now, Politico, I'm just going to change horses just a skosh. Uh, Elon Musk is a really big proponent of of cryptocurrencies, you know, Ethereum and Dogecoin and those sorts of things. And Bitcoin was really it's it's really the king of these um, <clears throat> these these alternate currencies, the DeFi currency. Now, here is the guy, PM Rishi Sunak, okay? I'm watching this guy like a hawk. He just had a meeting with PM Dictator-in-Chief, um, PM Justin Trudeau. Unfortunately, they are having just such a rough time with, with civil liberties in that, in that territory in that northern territory of Canada. I feel really bad, you know, because they just kind of went to sleep on their civil liberties, more or less. And now that they don't have them, they're like, whoa, you know, let's, let's, uh, let's, let's talk to some people who still have a margin of civil liberty, who had a little bit more fight. They didn't just kind of go to sleep and let it get taken. Now, I won't say that that's a total, total, you know, there is a large sleepy part of America who just wouldn't do anything. You know, 30% is a bad percentage of people that are sleepy and would go along to get along. But when that that margin increases to, like, say, 45, you're about to get screwed good and hard. So, you know, if you know somebody who should be red-pilling it a little bit more, who isn't, maybe you should thump them a little bit with some important information. Um, one is that Rishi Sunak helped facilitate and build the, the Chinese social credit system, BRICS. He's the India in the BRICS, and now he's PM of of the United Kingdom. I'm sorry, I'm just having trouble getting it out of my face. I mean, he's he's the Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, okay, and he says he's excited about. The the crypto universe, he's going to make it his like first aim. This guy is Mr. CBDC. He's Mr. Central Bank Digital Currency. So here's what Preston Paish said. He's Bitcoin in books. Uh, my Bitcoin can remain in cold storage far longer than the market can re- remain irrational. That's his, he's a blue check. And so he says, where have you seen anywhere that this guy, PM Rishi Sunak, has uttered the word Bitcoin? A wolf dressed in sheep's clothing is one who runs around saying crypto and then talks about CBDCs. I'd argue potentially more dangerous than people who have no clue. So here he is. There he is, just launching policy principles that go along to get along. Ugh, it's really scary stuff. So if there's any spook in your Halloween, that might be it, you know, guard your six. <laughs> not fun. So not fun. All right. So let me see if I can lighten up just a tad. Let's see here. I was really inspired by Gary Newman's cars this week, so I'm going to let that happen. So there's a new paper out, A Human-Centric Approach to AI, The EU Ethics Guidelines for AI. 
some of these things are in the boxes above. If you push to the left, we are so brilliant here. There's a new ethical commerce alliance that's developed some standards for EU, and it turns out that the mental midgets that were hired by the Biden administration are just deferring to EU guidance on AI. So if you want to weigh in on AI, you might have to have some correspondence with the UN engagement and EU developers. They're really cool, you know, and they listen. They might treat you like garbage because you're an American who has no ethics, but don't let that stop you from weighing in on ethics. So privacy and data protection, increasing, increasing meaning for the UN. Now this is the, the, the romantic, you know, bard singing at the bottom of the window. You know he wants to screw you, but you're just going to not let that happen, okay? And how you not let that happen is you stay engaged in the process, be as informed as possible on privacy and the limits of privacy, and, you know, you make good choices. I don't know what else to tell you. You know, the encryption is the is the condom that you would wear in those cases. All right. So there's a draft ethics guidelines available on Data Ethics EU. That was published by Gree Hasselback. I'd go there, check it out. Oh, also, um, there's increasing more debate around <clears throat> quantum computing and... AI art generators, that's what's going to be next. So how long have I got? 22 minutes in. Maybe maybe it's time for people to call in. Let me see who we got in with this. Oh, it's Amy! Amy and Demetrio. All right. Amy, do you want to come up and say hello? Have you got anything to add? I know you had a friend that came on. You keep talking to me about him, his brilliantness. Um, but I haven't seen him lately. So, let me see if there's anything else I need to add. I think I've said everything I really need to say. I just have to get through the next eight minutes. <laughs> I'm going to pick on you, Amy. Come on. You can tell me about Pangburn. What it was like to like maybe use the uh, video technology. I'm considering it. Just to make myself more competitive, I guess. Okay, busy. Alright. She's not going to bail me out this time. Let me see what, what, uh, what troll things are being said on Twitter right now. Okay, who was fired at Twitter? <laughs> Let's find out. Okay, Forbes has something for us. So, obviously, Pereg Agarwal. Let's see here. Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. It's just this guy, Agarwal. Yeah, he had to go. He had to go, because he was censor-in-chief. 
Okay, the Indian Express had a lot to say about this. Journalism of courage. It says, a look at Vijaya Gada, who was the content policy chief, who was fired. Elon Musk has completed his takeover of Twitter. It has come with the sacking of four top Twitter executives. Uh, Vijaya Gada, head of Twitter's legal policy and trust trust legal policy, trust and safety. Okay, so there's an there's an opening there. Maybe I should apply. <laughs> Look at Gada's role at the company. Elon Musk's Twitter takeover was riddled with drama right from the start. Tesla CEO first trying to justify the acquisition, struggling to justify his change of mind about it. Doesn't matter. If he's got the money and they took it, then that's it. Um, Gadda's sacking along with the, that of Agrawal was not really surprising, given she had previously been the victim of trolling, including by Musk. Who is she? So, she was born in Hyderabad, and she moved to the U.S. at age of three. Bachelor's of Science in Industrial and Labor Relations from Cornell. Went to New York U, studied law, so she's probably a monstrosity of progressive liberalism, i.e. neoliberal fascist. So she also worked as a senior director in the legal department of Juniper Networks. She earned $17 million as a chief legal officer. Her key responsibilities in the firm reportedly concerned dealing with the tweets that involved fake news and harassment. Mm. Let's see here. So, perhaps the first time Gata came into the limelight in India was when a picture of her standing with Twitter Jack Dorsey holding a poster that had smashed Brahmanical patriarchy went viral in 2018. <laughs> That's just not a U.S. headline. <laughs> you know, and I can imagine, you know, scrubby old, like, homeless-looking Jack Dorsey holding this sign. Is, did I, did I, am I holding it right? Am I holding it right, Ms. Gata? Okay, can we... Can we go back? Can we go back to the sandbox? Some critics declared the sentiment discriminatory against Brahmins, while others were more against the idea of caste altogether. I'm against the idea of caste altogether. It's really inappropriate for America. She was still forced to apologize in a series of tweets. Forced. There must have been a gun involved. Um, Agata is also too believed to have taken a decision eventually to ban former U.S. President Donald Trump. What a bitch. You know, I mean, I, I, I don't like everything that Donald Trump did, okay? I don't make any excuses for the things he's done or did not do. But what I will tell you is that you, if you take a U.S. sitting president off of a social media platform in an effort to silence him, you have got a massive god complex and I'm so glad she's no longer around along with that policy so you know while I presume that she is a citizen citizen presumed US educated you know if it were up to me she'd probably be ejected I'd cancel her visa tomorrow why was Gata fired not long after Elon Musk publicly stated that he wanted to buy Twitter for 44 billion Vijaya found herself in the spotlight due to memes which were critical of the platform's policies. Musk himself shared one of the memes, which was a reference to a Joe Rogan podcast from early 2019 where Gata and Jack Dorsey discussed Twitter moderation efforts. 
It solidified Musk's dissatisfaction with Twitter's policies and was perhaps the first hint towards Gata would lose her job. In the aftermath of the meme, Gata was faced with a barrage of trolls calling for her to be fired and throwing abusive comments at her. And abusive comments from the left are still abusive. I just want you to know, just because it's coming from a Canadian trans activist doesn't mean it's not abusive. Who threatens to, you know, I guess maybe bomb your accounts or hack things or whatever. I mean, when they decide to do that, that's still harassment. Even if the government ignores it. just want you to know that. Still happened. Okay, everybody gets trolled on online. Musk has repeatedly voiced support for the Republican Party. Even declared that he'd be voting for candidates from the party. This paired with the fact that Elon Musk declared himself a free speech absolutist and Twitter's permanent Trump ban a mistake only solidified that he and Gata would not get along. Meanwhile, Musk has indicated that he plans to form a content moderation council with widely diverse viewpoints for Twitter that no matter the content decisions or account reinstatements will happen before the council convenes. So, he also wrote in a new tweet, to be super clear, we have not made any changes to Twitter's content moderation policies. So, today, somebody could get yanked off by anyone with bad credentials at Twitter, today, unless this council resumes. So, what we're really waiting for to see with this Musk regime is, is when this council convenes and then the results of the council convention on these rules. So he's not operating this as a, an absolute dictator. He's saying that there shall be some content moderation rules. Uh, it's just going to be different content moderation rules. <clears throat> and you like, you can't just allow people to, like porn. You know, triple uh, X porn should not. Because what they were giving a pass to some governments, and then over-regulating people. Who are in this dialectic of free speech and it wasn't appropriate so I'm testing the limits myself by by spitting up onto the platform uh, architects who decide to to limit American freedoms so okay and then the last thing the last push in the uh, boxes up at the top is Elon Musk Neuralink pushes the uh, boundaries or pushes the rollout of his new new show and tell to a month later. So I just want to say before I sign off here that we got an interview with PETA's um, Science League and we're going to have an interview around mm, the third or the fourth um, about brain testing and what kind of animals are used in brain testing and how that's how that's going because what they do to animals they'll probably do to you so we're going to talk to PETA for a little bit about that that's been something I've had in the pipeline for a while uh, once it gets executed I think I think there's going to be something to be said here so alright so with that we've done our AI and tech roundup this has been no quarter uh, the Musk regime resumes at Twitter for the Unsanctioned Citizen podcast. This ends the 18th day of the 100 days of Colin.
We'll see you in a Monday. We'll see you Monday. Thanks for listening. Before you go, hit the subscribe button. Remember that callers are welcome. Subscribers can access unsanctioned citizen podcast archives at Substack, Automatic, iHeartRadio Podcasts, and Call In. Please stay in touch. We want to hear from you. Visit SheilaMDean.com.